Pastor Allen, why don't you come and tell us what these bananas are about? Would you guys welcome Pastor Allen as he brings the word this morning? The strange thing is, I don't know what they're here for either. I think it's a play thing. I'm just kidding. I do know why they're here. Um, let's see. In the words of Willy Wonka, so much time, so little to do. No, strike that, reverse it. Wow, I put that on 50 and it's really tiny. Does that, time out. Y'all act like, I'm, like we haven't even started yet. Does that thing widen out or is that what I get? Would y'all stretch your hands toward me this morning? Father, in the name of Jesus. I ask if that blonde man could see, in Jesus' name. I've got it on this, so I may be cheating. Um, wow. No, we're not playing Donkey Kong. We're not playing Mario Kart. Um, there's not going to be a giant gorilla come out in a monkey suit. and little. Uh, just put your minds at ease. They're here for a reason, and if you're bold enough at the end, you'll find out. So here we go. Let's just stand and read the, let's, well, I, I'm, I, there's so many things I want to do about in the bananas right now, but we'll, <laughs> I want to say about Springhouse, man, that church is bananas, but never mind. <laughs> let's read together. And this is in honor of Pastor Ronnie, who spoke a couple of weeks ago, and you'll see why. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Father, we thank you for your word because it is truth and it brings life and it brings freedom to those that will receive in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Good morning, Springhouse. Good morning to those that are watching online or at home or may watch later. Um, this is going to be a little weird this morning, uh, so just stay with me. See, y'all thought it was Justin, but I can be. Y'all think the old guy on staff is the tame one. I can be a little goofy, too. <laughs> Anyway, like I said, now let's see if I can, I, the one thing I don't do is technology, but look, it works. Now this is a more familiar version that we work with, so for you that are new, modern, under 30, there you go. Um, week one, Pastor Kevin started the series off, and he started talking about set free, being set free. And we went from the base scripture of Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but the purpose was not what we're set free from, but what we're set free to. Listen, we know the works of the flesh. Some of us know it without even having to read a Bible. We know what the works of the flesh are. Many of us lived in them for quite a long time, and sometimes, you know how kids like to go when they, well, forget kids, guys, you know how your wives are when they go to a swimming pool at the hotels and they kind of, just kind of touch the toe to dabble in it to see if it's temperature. We, I, me, sometimes likes to still play with that toe, and the Holy Spirit has to convict me. It's not what we're set free from, but what we're set free to. Listen, Scripture tells us we're much like dogs. Proverbs says, as a dog returns to its vomit, its former wickedness and sin, that's how we are. There's something in the natural that draws us to that. But thank God for the Holy Spirit that he has given us in our lives so that we can have freedom. Brother, so good to hear you this morning. I heard you from across the way playing your tambourine. It's good to see you back in the house. But we are set free through the Holy Spirit to the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit in our life. And like Pastor Ronnie has shared 
We, our, my generation and up, we were so used to the things about the gifts and focusing on the gifts and the woo-woo. But he also mentioned, I tell you what, if I have to choose now, I'd rather have the non-fruit, the characteristics of the non-fruits of the Spirit in my life than the gifts, because he'll do the gifts anytime he wants. They're his. But I need all nine of those manifest in my life so that I can be a reflection of who Christ is. I'm not supposed to be Alan. I have my personality. I have my things that make me who I am because God gave it. But I'm supposed to be Christ-like. I'm supposed to reflect Christ to those around me. And how do you do that? It's those nine. When you walk with those nine, people may see James, or they may see TJ, or they may see uh, Cheryl. What they're really seeing is Christ in you. Through the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness. Listen. Pastor Ronnie come right behind Pastor Kevin, and basically I'm sitting about 20 minutes into his sermon and went, well, series is over. We're done. Did I do that? I'm going to pull the Urkel. Did I do that? Did I hit something? <laughs> Forget the man behind the screen. But he nailed it, man. He was talking about love. And see, I love ice cream. No, I don't. I like it a lot. Uh, how do you use a word that you talk about the most intimate person in your life, your spouse, or your precious little child, and you use it with banana pudding or ice cream? <laughs> Although, in my case, I'm kidding, I love my wife, I really like banana pudding. But, but we use one word for things, and Pastor Ronnie, he just, in the words of the 70s, the great 70s and 80s band, Foreigner, I want to know what love is, and I want you to show me. Pastor Ronnie showed us. The Greeks had specific words for different types of love, and we got those. I could pronounce them and show you how fancy I am, but I'm not going to embarrass myself, because I'd say storage, even though he said there's no A in it. But there they are. <laughs> if you were here that week, you know what that pun was, that joke. But pa Pastor Ronnie basically mic dropped the whole series, because honestly, you could take his sermon and just put any of the fruits in there. And, and it's all kind of intertwined. He, he used a reference to phrase kind of a little bit. Basically, they all intertwine with one another. They're all interact, inter, interconnected and they're dependent upon one another, really. Because if you don't love, you're not going to be kind. If you don't love, you're not going to be gentle. If you don't love, insert the other six, right? And this is, I, I'm like that magician guy a few months ago. You can yes or no. I mean, if you're bored and you're sleeping, that's fine. Just don't snore like me. But you can interact today. This is going to be a silly service with a serious message, I hope. But the important part about love is that I need to, I need to fillet you, philia. I need to have that brotherly love. I need to be the storge type of love. But man, if I don't agape, then I don't love you because that's the love, man, the God kind of love. That unconditional, I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you're into right now, brother. I don't care what failures have happened in your life this week. I need to agape you. And when I do that, you don't see me anymore. 
You see the love of God. That's what we're called to as his body. Last week, Pastor Kevin did what Pastor Kevin does and just put it out there for us, and it was wonderful. He shared with us that peace and joy are always available, and we get freedom through that. But not just peace. We live in a chaotic world. I love how Pastor Ronnie references it in his service, and then Pastor Kevin reaffirmed it that just watch the news for 15 minutes. And you see the chaos in the world, and you see how it just absolutely will churn you up. But the challenge was, could you spend 30 minutes instead of watching the news? You spend 30 minutes in his word and see which one gives you peace, real peace. Jesus said in John 14, I give you, if you know it, say it, my peace. Not as the world gives. Listen, I don't want the world's peace. Because it does not bring peace. I need Christ's peace. Because that peace will keep me calm in the middle of a storm. That peace will give me calm and tranquility in the midst of a broken relationship. That peace can keep me calm and steady in the midst of heartbreak and loss. I need his peace. And then, man, joy. Joy and happiness are not the same thing, in case you didn't know. Because happiness is contingent upon situations and circumstances. Happiness can change in the twinkling of an eye. In a moment's notice, you can go from, let's be happy. Was that Pharrell? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm hip. Yeah. <laughs> I just need the funny hat. Um, but happiness is fleeting. But joy, real joy, joy lasts. It's eternal. And we only find the fullness of joy in his presence. The psalmist wrote to us that in the presence is fullness of joy. See, life Ferris Bueller. Boy, if y'all are a movie person, you're going to like today. Life was meant to be full of joy. Life was not meant to be full of despair. When he created Adam and Eve in the garden and he set things up, we weren't supposed to die. Bad things weren't supposed to happen. It was P-E-R-F-E-C-T. Aren't you glad I got a 12th grade education? But it was perfect. And that's the way he wanted it. But because of sin and man's failure to trust God, it's chaos in this world. And you can walk around and you can see it. The scripture says that our face, our countenance reflects. It either reflects the world's joy, which is despair, or it reflects the, the joy of the Lord. Which, by the way, another passage says it is our when I am weak, he is. I need joy in my life. So, love, joy, and peace. Now, if you read the scripture, or you've been reading ahead, or you're just a biblical scholar, you know what this week is. Yep. 
Yeah, I heard the groan. I heard the, uh, about four weeks ago, Pastor Kevin texted me one day, and because I'm a good staff member and I want to serve my pastor well, he texted and said, hey, would you be willing to preach on August 28th? And without hesitation, I'd be honored, sin. 32 seconds later, I went, uh-oh, what are we preaching? <laughs> so I texted back, and he said, we're doing the Set Free series. Now, to me, I'm not a, I'm not a smart man, Jenny, throwback to three weeks ago. <laughs> In my mind, we're talking about Set Free I wouldn't correlate Galatians 5, 22 and 23 with that. I thought, hey, we're going to break the chains. We're, uh, we're doing fruit of the Spirit, and you'll be preaching on patience. <sighs> oh, Jesus. Seriously? Takes it back. Are you sure? <laughs> you got it. Thank you. This is my time in the service to thank my pastor for thinking so much of me. Guess what I've done for three weeks? Vonda Coble said, pop quiz? I've been taking midterm and final exams. <laughs> Listen, Pastor Kevin texts you or emails you and asks you something. Do me a favor. Do me a solid. Take one minute and say, Lord, am I supposed to reply yes to my pastor? <laughs> Or is this just a pop quiz? You know, no, I'm just kidding. So have your yes on the table. So here we are. Now I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that deals with circumstances I'm about to show you. And because I need to spin this, speed this up a little, I won't dwell a long time. This is Atlanta. I'm formerly from Greenville, South Carolina, a little town called Berea. At the time when I left in 1985 to go to Florida to Bible school, population 2,132. Now it's about population 20, no, I'm just kidding, it's about 10,000. But I get the joy of going through the ATL. Hmm. Jesus, help me. You ever tried to merge in that? <laughs> Look at the inside lane. See that big old HOV, the peach tree lane, they call it? Yeah, I'd like to pay $20 a year to have that. Anyway, we'll skip on. It didn't work, but we'll keep on trying. There it goes. Whoop, let me go back to that one. So much could be said here. Before COVID, I used to take two to three trips, mission trips a year flying. Shoes on, shoes off. Belt on, belt off. Listen, when you get there at 5 o'clock in the morning, there's 38 people already in line. Any first-time flyers? I think we've all done this before. You know what the machine means? Why are you waiting until there's the gate? Oh, let me kick my shoes off. Let me take my belt. <laughs> Fat guy that I think he's passed away, comedian, John Panette. Get out of line! Oh, just, you know, my goodness. I, I, this gives me nightmares, so we'll move on. It's on my way to South Carolina in July. <laughs> I'm from there, so I can talk about them. See that boys tag, South Carolina. See the arrow on the guy in the front? We're on I-75. Well, actually, we got on 85. We were heading up. See the right lane way up there where he's at? See that almost half mile of emptiness? Where if you want to drive 62 miles an hour on a 70 mile an hour highway, you can. Don't be that guy. 
That's why people cuss in, in line. I'm serious. If you look close, we know where this is. Wally World, the, the world of 40 empty registers and three clerks. I watched that guy with his hand on his face for about 12 minutes as we waited in line. And you want to know why we were waiting? If you're over the age of 60, I love you because I'm about to be there in three years. There was a person, I will not reveal gender, that I'm not tech savvy, but we don't have to write checks anymore. <laughs> it's a plastic card, and I know it's not the mark of the beast. You can give them a debit card, but this person, this guy was very irritated, just... How about Christmas time at the post office? And all you want to do is buy a book of stamps, but the stamp machine's out. Where you can put in a debit card, but you can't go there because it's empty. Because the only person working at the three windows is one postmaster clerk. Love Christmas time at the post office. Oh, y'all been there before. I love my man in the front. Now look, there's so much to look at. Like the brother in the back, he like, he knew. He came prepared. I've got my cooler. This, I'm gonna make a day of this. I got my bologna sandwich and my water in there. I got my work briefcase. He was ready. He's probably reading like a portfolio for work. But my boy in the front, he just like, nah, I, listen, I'm done. I think that's a special punishment on mankind. None of y'all go inside the bank anymore, do you? There is a reason I use the drive-through or the ATM if at all possible. Nothing like going inside and there's two tellers, four windows, and seven people in line. Been to lunch with your best friend? Hey, let's meet at La Siesta. It's my favorite restaurant. Okay, and you go and you sit there and they take 20 minutes to look at a menu from their favorite restaurant. Don't you know you love number seven? Just order number seven. <laughs> look at the guy, look at his buddy. He's like, are you kidding me? Seriously, it's like going to McDonald's. It's not tough. You, stay, you know, the guy's standing there. It's a Big Mac or a quarter pounder. Just get one. Not a big choice. Apparently, I'm not the only one that deals with life. Nope. Never, ever have I ever been to this establishment. I've had somebody bought me one, but I have never bought anything from that establishment. I went there for a Bible study one time, said, what do you want? I said, I don't know how to order coffee. I'm a gas station guy. So they ordered me a coffee. I will never go again. Wrong order, wrong name, wrong everything. Listen, you can go to the Thornton's or racetrack, and you can buy a dollar nineteen, twenty-eight ounce coffee. Put your own creamer. You can get whatever flavor you want to, and you can even spell your name right. No, just say no. Whoop! This one is just for me. We have the technology 
I'm eating healthy meals now from Clean Eats. That is a, pu a plug. If they ever want to sponsor Spring House, they'll be glad to. <laughs> Just give me my $150 a week food free. Um, they come perfectly portioned, great balance of nutrients and all the other stuff. And it says heat, two minutes and 15 seconds. I cannot wait the last six seconds. <laughs> I am in front of the microwave. What would take me 25 minutes to make on my own in the kitchen? Two minutes and 15 seconds, big boy. 10, nine, eight, so it's good enough, bing. Seriously, and I know it's only me. I know how you popcorn people are. You can't wait for that last little and then it gets you with and yeah. As I said, three weeks. This is special. This was Wednesday. Cindy, our church administrator, office administrator, sent an email about a week and a half ago and said, the new staff, Sam cards are in. So you need to go by and pick it up soon. So Wednesday, to my knowledge, we didn't have anybody in the hospital, so I didn't have to go hospital visitation. So I'm making calls. I got hands free. And I drove to Murfreesboro and went to Sam's. They've redone Sam's. It's pretty cool. Now, the CS desk, customer service desk is right inside. And I walk in and I see three blue vests and two people. And I went, yes. Walk up, two people helping one person. Waiting patiently, my six feet distance. Sitting there, just waiting. About five minutes in. The one person leaves. And I'm thinking, this is quick. They just left. And so now it's man-to-man -man coverage with me and this guy. I'm going to call him Walmart Willie. If you look real close to his right are two cases of spam. There are eight cans in each case. You want to know why? Because I had 13 minutes to count them. <laughs> that means there's 16 if you're good at math. Walmart Willie, now listen, I know times are tough, inflation. Everybody wants to save a dollar. Apparently Walmart Willie went out to the car and he got looking at his uh, receipt and they overcharged him for his spam. And he came back in because they overcharged him 80 cents. Not per can. Listen, I get it. 80 cents a can, that's like $13. I'd probably come in for $13. 80 cents. Do the math. Divided by 16. A nickel. A nickel a can. After about 10 minutes, I was looking for a dollar bill to just go up there and say, go home. I need my card from church, uh, you know. <laughs> Patience. I think I skipped one. Let me go back because this one's important. Good old Noah Webster defines patient as the capacity. Notice in red. Have we heard that word? Any time this year, more than 12? The capacity, habit, or ability of being patient. But back in the day when Paul wrote the scriptures, Noah didn't write anything. So we have a more common word of long-suffering. Other words are like forbearance, tolerance. Not like the world's definition of that, because that's garbage. But the God definition of that 
It's like in Exodus 34, when he's dealing with the Israelites, Hebrew children at the time, they weren't really a nation yet. And said God was patient toward them. You know, that group of people that he set free from 400 years of bondage in Egypt. Is that about right? But yet all they could do in a desert where he provided everything was grumble and complain. But said he was patient. Peter talks about it in 1 Peter 3 and 2 Peter. He said that God is patient. He's not slow. He's patient so that everyone can come to repentance. So that we would not perish. That we could have freedom. That's the kind of patience we're supposed to have. See, it's not so much about waiting, waiting in a line. It's the how we wait. Pastor Ronnie was sharing, as I said, and he was talking about how they're kind of interconnected. They're intertwined. They kind of overlap. I created this little thing. Patience is the fulcrum. I hope I use that right, Miss Rhonda. You got the fruit, the characteristics of spirit. We, most of us, if you're a believer, most of us do pretty good with seven of these. But there's two of them, at least for me. Patience and self-control. Y'all will hear that one in a few weeks. And thank the Lord I don't have to preach it. <laughs> But we struggle with a couple of these, and, and, and maybe you don't. Maybe this whole sermon, God's just trying to teach big boy something. But I struggle with it. And I think I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty good at most of them. I feel like I'm running about 85%. If I'm playing baseball, I think I'm batting about 280. But 85% is not good enough. God wants all. He wants it all, Dave. You don't need 90% of Dave when he's trying to back that biscuits and gravy thing in on Saturday morning and waiting on people to get out of the way. He needs it all. The staff gathers in here, put my eyeballs on, on Thursday mornings. We have about 45 minutes of Dedicated prayer worship team, you can start making your way. We have individual prayer time and then we gather and we share, but we bring our Bibles and we. Pastor Kevin has urged us to encourage us to write down things that the Lord speaks to you during this time. Sometimes it's just for us, sometimes it's for us as a staff, but this week. Preparing for the sermon, I asked the Lord to help me. And this is what he gave me. Context is 1 Corinthians 13. There's a direct correlation between love and patience. In what is considered the love chapter of the Bible, written by Paul, he sets us up in the first three verses, sharing the futility of what we do for the kingdom if we don't have love. Then beginning in verse 4, he tells us about what love is, what it is not, and what love does. 
I find it very significant that of all the things Paul, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, could have said first, he said that love is patient. I've often heard that the opposite of faith is not doubt, but fear. And that the opposite of love is not hate, but indifference. That being said, I would posit that the opposite of patience is not impatience. But selfishness. When we do not show patience in situations with other people, we're basically saying that our needs, our wants, and our time is more important than theirs. And it should come first regardless of the cost or the result. Yet clearly in Scripture, we have precedent where we were encouraged, yet even commanded, to put others above our needs. Then I wrote down 28, and I got tired of listening to them, and I just said, and many others. So with that said, Paul could have easily said, love is not selfish. Love is kind. See, Pastor Kevin and staff prayer, Brother Garner, Cheyenne, they already preached the sermon. I just made you laugh a little bit to make you think about it. Love is not selfish. I am. I can be. I have been. When I am not patient, waiting on that beautiful bride of 33 years, I do not love her. When I'm not patient with my children who are grown and out of my house and have their lives to live, but I need them to answer my text when I text them, or I want them to call me when I call them, and I am not patient, then I'm selfish. When I walk my walk of faith with you, and you've only been following him for two years, and you make blunders and foibles in your walk, and I don't extend grace to you because I am selfish, because I'm not patient, then I'm not showing you love. By the way, I'm so glad you're here today. Many of these scenes that I show you, there is a commonality. And it's people. Some, most, we know. Some we don't. Some are strangers. Patience is not in the waiting. It's how we wait. And I don't know what's worse. When I'm impatient with people I love that know that I'm a believer 
or when I'm impatient with the stranger who needs to see Jesus in me and I give them the world because I'm selfish. Because I'm not patient. Paul says this, I there, a prisoner of the Lord, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness, with the God kind of patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. When I am impatient, when I am selfish, I bind myself in chains. And I need freedom from selfishness. I need freedom to be able to walk out that patience so that I can fulfill 1 Corinthians 13 because the very first thing that he said is love is patient. So here's the thing. Last week, I don't need this. You can put the free thing up there. Last week, Pastor Kevin put a picture up. He was talking about the singularity of the plurality of the fruit of the Spirit. I grew up AG and I always thought there were nine. There's nine fruits. Kept thinking they spelled it wrong and they meant fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit is a singular thing that the Holy Spirit is trying to incorporate, impart into our lives with nine various characteristics, nine traits of it. And I'm not real good at fractions, but if I have eight ninths, then I don't have a whole. If I've got two thirds, I am not, help me. Pastor Kevin put a picture up of fruit, and I'm telling you, the only reason there's bananas on there is because banana, patience was written on a banana. If it had been written on an orange, there'd been orange there, except they were round and they probably rolled and bananas don't round, roll. So thank God it was on a banana. But here's where I challenge you. And I think I've gone pretty quick, so good. We got time. This is up to you in the Holy Spirit. I don't want you to come down here and get one because there's one down here. And now I will stand perfectly still. I asked to be on the floor today because I'm going to be the first one. Because I don't need Alan's patience. And I don't need the world's patience. I need God's patience at work in my life. I don't want you to come down here and get one because you like bananas. Renee, I don't want you to come get eight because we're going to make a banana pudding later. <laughs> or Angie. Although if there's eight left, then I'll practice self-control. This is up to you and God. Come get one. 
I don't care. That's a lie, I do care. Because you may need patience with a spouse. You may need patience with a coworker, a child, a relationship, a neighbor, I don't know. But you do, because the Holy Spirit's sitting there right now going, I'm gonna borrow this brother, he's sitting there going, go get you a nana. You need a nanner. Up to you. But they're here. And you know what? They don't cost a thing because they're free. Because I paid for them. You know what else is free? Because he paid for them. Everything. He has given us the freedom to taste and see that the Lord is good. So they're going to play. I'm grabbing mine. You can come get it. You can take it back to your seat. You can come down here and just talk to the Lord a minute. Whatever you need to do. But the altars are open this morning.